everyone. Welcome to our podcast. We're excited to share a two-part series today, and it's all about team building and onboarding. And I'm excited because I am joined today by someone who is one of our top team builders. If you've been to national or leadership conference, you have seen her recognized for team building and also leadership development. So kudos to you, Megan McCollum. Thank you. So if you don't know, Megan actually is a vice president sales leader who lives in Magnolia, Delaware. And she shared this topic both at SESL Academy and at Leadership Conference. And so we thought we would take it live on a podcast because it's such a great way to think about and also to develop your team building skills. And it's so simple. So we're gonna make this a two-part series. So make sure you keep your eye out for part two. So Megan, let's first talk about mindset because that can be such a great tool and also sometimes a roadblock for what we're doing. And when you approach team building, you do it very differently because you actually start that process with your hosts thinking your hosts are, you know, somebody who would be interested in Norwex. But people, you know, they're at all different points in their life and you're starting people differently. And I think sometimes it's hard to know, well, where do I start? And, you know, do I do something different if somebody wants to start very casually or if somebody, you know, is really all in and their process that you use for different people. And you have a very simple approach to this. So walk through, what what do you do, Megan? I think it's important to onboard everybody the exact same way. It's not up to us to decide what type of consultant they're going to be. I always say don't discount a discount shopper because a lot of times people join without the intention of, of working the business and the fullest capacity, but oftentimes that can change. And really quickly, I joined with no intention of working the business. I was actually pretty terrified. And within a week, I was like, okay, let's do this. And that changed so fast. And it was just a matter of seeing a few things through the onboarding process that really started to create that vision, that excitement. There is real potential here. And I think oftentimes we just need to show them what is possible. I actually had a new consultant join. She didn't intend to do parties and really get into this in any way, shape or form. I did her launch party with her. And afterwards I shared with her how much commission she had made because she didn't know where or how to see that. And we showed, we shared it together and she was like, oh my gosh, this is what I earned. And I'm like, yeah, this is all you. And she's like, wow, that's amazing. I'm like, I know, see how easy that is. And she actually recruited a team member during the process as well. And I showed her how much she had earned for shopping sprees. And those two things were really like the tipping point for her to decide, like, let's do this. Like, okay, I'm in. And now she's a team coordinator working to promote to sales leader on my team. And initially that wasn't anywhere on her radar. So that was just part of the onboarding process and it really paid off. 
I love that you really don't decide for somebody what type of consultant that they will be. And I think that it really is easy to say, oh, that person only wants to do this, but approaching it where you're onboarding everyone the same. And I think for people listening, think about your own experience. Did you join and then change somewhere along the way and decide to do more? That oftentimes does happen. So don't discredit anyone. You also have a slightly different approach because you approach team building by looking at your posts first. And so walk through that, Megan. Why is that? And what do you do? I think that it's important for a new consultant to have experienced all the different ways of being a customer or hostess, a new consultant. I think it's easier to go about it. I'm not saying that somebody can't join as a customer because they absolutely can, but I just think it's important for them to experience this business as a host. So that way they can host this coach. That way they can see it from all aspects. Um, and I think that our hosts have the, the real potential like right in front of them to start this business and to have that confidence, to get those bookings, to get the sales, to earning their kits. And it's, it's such an amazing opportunity. And so I think it starts with a couple of things that have really been helpful. And um, one thing I like to do is compliment, compliment my hostesses, whether they're going to join this business or not. I want everybody to know that they're doing an amazing job. And I think when we hear that we are doing an amazing job, it builds so much self-esteem and find what they're doing well at, right? Like, so if somebody is posting great verbiage, great posts, tell them that if their lives are on point, tell them that if they are doing pre-recorded videos and they're amazing, let them know. Now, if they're posting your verbiage that you sent them to post, don't say your verbiage is on point because obviously that's not true. So actually identify what they're doing a great job at. I had a hostess who had amazing videos and I messaged her and I said, oh my gosh, your rubber rush video was incredible. Like you should totally be a consultant, LOL. And I didn't even mean anything by the LOL. I just was like, oh, you know, you should totally do this. You're great at it. Your videos are incredible. And after speaking to her later on, she said for her, it was that LOL. It was like, I gave her confidence. I encouraged her, but it was not a pressure type situation. There was no like intentional motive behind it she felt like I was just saying you're doing an amazing job like you're doing you could totally rock this out and that was like a a turning point for her so complimenting them letting them know how amazing they're doing um, I think really goes a long way and they're like oh there is an opportunity that I could do this and I could do it well I also do an activity with them because I love to get to know my hosts and one of, and my customers, I think one of the reasons I really like jumped into this business was because I was excited about new friendships and the potential. And I want them to know, like, I'm not here just to collect your sales and your friends to host parties with me. Like, I really want to know you and get to know you and do life with you. Like Debbie always says, right? So something I typically do two or three days before my live party is I reach out to them and I say, I really love to get to know my hostesses. I'm always looking for a new best friend. I would love to know two or three things about you that I wouldn't know, right? They can be like deep, dark secrets, or they could just be things that I wouldn't know. And I'm going to share two things about me that you wouldn't know. So Susan, I would actually like to do this with you. So if you would tell oh, me, absolutely. 
two things about you that I don't know and that, you know, maybe many of our listeners don't know. That would be amazing. (laughs) Okay. So two things that you don't know about me probably is that I love, love, love lobster. I live on the coast of Massachusetts and it's something that my kids give me for my birthday for Mother's Day. It's a must have. It's just, it's my favorite food in the whole wide world. And another thing that you don't know about me is I collect wind-up toys, Megan. And, and, and I get them in the mail. People will send me wind-up toys. Ashley's little girl who works with us, Ashley Morgan, she sent me Molly, who's this, you know, dancing one. And it's just fun. And I have a shelf and people come over and they always like pull them down and we do wind up Easter egg uh, races. So that's, that's something that I guess hardly anybody knows about me. Wow. So how about you, Megan? What are two things about you? So I am a Mountain Dew addict. But I'm actually going to have to change my thing because I have been a Mountain Dew drinker for like 15 years, but in the past week, I have not had any Mountain Dew. I'm actually working to eliminate it. I've had a few sips here and there just because the urge is strong, but I am working hard to um, actually get that out of my daily routine. So I'm going to have to find some new facts to share. Uh, but I also am a graphic tee and legging lover, like super obsessed. And it's typically all that I wear. So I often have to like buy clothes if I'm going somewhere else, because that's all I have. <laughs> and my, my husband likes to play a game of like, what graphic tee is Megan going to wear in her VIP group or her party today? So those are two things, two or three things about me, but see how easy that was. And like, we learned some really amazing things here and I am going to send you a wind-up toy. I'm going to find a super cool one and send you one. So (laughs) see how amazing that is. And I feel like you can feel so connected to a new, a new customer, a new hostess, a new team member by doing this. And it's not limited to just my host. I like to do this in my VIP group. I like to do this on my team page because it's just a fun way to get to know people. And I've had some really like intense things shared with me and some really simple things shared with me. And I've also had some hostesses who have said like, now is not the right time for me, but when I do want to do this and when I do decide it is the right time, you're going to be the person that I join with. And I feel so connected to you. And I feel like I know you just by sharing a few simple things. Like they don't have to be out of this world complicated, but just a little insight into who you are and what you like really goes a long way. I love that activity. And I totally agree. I feel like it does. It, it helps you connect with the person, know a little about them and People, you know, people like that. People are looking for that. And it's very different than if, you know, say I'm on the fence about this and I'm thinking, do I want to, do I want? And I'm like, you know, I, I can see being on Megan's team. I, you know, I like the fact that, that she, that she has a graphic tea obsession. And I'm going to guess that you probably have been uh, gifted a few graphic teas along the way from your team and other, yes. um, and other people. <laughs> So I think that's, and you, and you also said, 
I do that activity. How simple, guys, where you just have two things about the person and you share two things. Yeah, make them be fun things too. But you do that not only with your hosts, which is so smart, but you do it in your VIP group and with your new consultants. What a great way to get to know each other. Okay, so I'm liking you, you know, um, I'm the host and I'm thinking, hmm, do I want to join Megan's team? I don't know. So is there anything else you do to kind of help a host make that decision? So there's two other things that I think have really made a big difference. And one is playing the ask me about my job game prior to the live party, prior to the, you know, when ordering opens event in your party, because I was doing it the day after. And I found that like a lot of the people who were really excited and placed those large orders came in within the first 24 hours. And your potential new team member has missed that opportunity to have those sales come in for them. So I started doing it a day or two before the ordering opens. And there's a couple of reasons. One, it gives the, the host the opportunity to read through questions without feeling pressured, like I'm going to ask or I have to give an answer. But it also gives them the opportunity to ask questions and encouraging the other people in the party to ask questions as well. So it, it's a very non-pressured situation. And I'm not going to message anybody afterwards who asks a question in that, because as you have people that bounce from party to party, I want them to keep asking. I want that interest to keep growing. And I don't want them to feel like if I ask this question, she's going to ask me to join every single time. And it may not be right for them, but somebody else may see that response. Like my host and may say, oh my gosh, this is this is really amazing. Like I do want to know more and it's kind of prepping them for what's going to come next as a hostess. So I am going to reach out to them um, typically a day before the live party. And I'm going to say, oh my gosh, you know, and think of that another compliment. I am just so amazed at how well you've been doing this, or you have been doing such a great job at this. Have you ever considered becoming an Norx consultant? We can totally turn this into your launch party. You would earn the sales, the bookings, the, the HUSU awards, and we could totally get you up and rolling. Would you be opposed to looking at the FAQs? And that last sentence is really like the key. And you can decide what you're going to offer them in this opportunity to join, whether it be one booking, some bookings, all the booking sales, you know, that's up to you to decide. That's what I choose to do with my business. And the reason for saying, would you be opposed to looking at the FAQs is if you say to somebody, are you interested in joining? No. Have you thought about joining? No. Do you want to join my team? No. There's really like nowhere to go from there, right? It's kind of, it's like a dead end. But would you be opposed to looking at the FAQs? You have to feel very opposed, like very strong. Like, I do not want to look at your FAQs to say, to not look at them, like, right? To say, no, I'm opposed to that. Like, that's a very strong feeling. <laughs> so would you be opposed to looking at the FAQs? Well, I'm probably not interested in joining, but I'll take a look. Or I haven't thought about it, but I'll look. Or, I mean, I'm not really sure, but I'll look and see what they say, right? And then we know once we they look at them, that is like, it's on and popping. They are like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing business. This is an incredible layout. So it's just that opportunity to get it in front of them. And I've had a lot of people say, 
that they would take a look who had no intention of joining, but then decided to join. And it's a brain trick because the, the answer we want to hear is no, but the answer they want to give is no, but no means yes. So it's like, <laughs> she played a little trick on my brain. How did that happen? And well, that's- it, like you said, your positioning, your wording means it means everything. So when you yeah. think about it, it's why you ask open-ended questions versus like you said, you know, somebody's going to go, would you, are you interested? No. Like, it's really easy to say no to that. Yeah. Um, but, and I love how that you kind of flipped that sentence around and said, would you be opposed to, I love the way that you position it. And for those of you who are thinking, well, what FAQ document is she talking about? It's actually an FAQ Google doc that is on the resource, surprise, surprise, under team building. And you can just grab it. It has the most common questions that somebody thinking about Norwex might not ask, but want the answer to. It also has answers that say they're thinking about it and they happen to share that with their, with their significant other. You know, it, it just answers a lot of questions and helps them to to make that decision. Okay, so after you do that, Megan, what's next? So they say yes, and they are going to flip this into their launch party. So now we're going to have them join. They're going to fill out all the things, and then they're going to send me their order link. So I'm going to use their order link for ordering. And you want to give them time to like have this conversation, make this decision, and get that order link in there before ordering opens. If they decide afterwards, that's okay. I just I just insert it as soon as they decide that the, this is something that they want to do. And I'm going to continue to host this coach them just the same. And I'm going to tell them that because they are probably a little bit overwhelmed by everything, right? Like, oh, I just started this new business. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh, my friends are ordering. Things are happening. So I want to keep them going without feeling like I have to know how to do everything right this very moment. No, you don't. You just have to keep going. And also so that they have the verbiage to do this with their future hostesses. They And I'm going to say to them, I'm going to send you everything the same as if you were just a hostess who did decided not to join. And that way you have everything at your fingertips to be able to do this with your upcoming hostesses. As they're building their sales and their bookings, and as people are booking parties with them, I'm going to tell them to reach out to their future hosts and say, hey, I'm going to party with you. But first, I just need to do a second launch party. So let's get you on the calendar for three to four weeks from now. And Norwex recommends having a second launch party. And so do I. So I'm going to tell them, after we wrap up this first launch party, we're going to do it all over again, but this time you're going to do it and it's going to be a practice and you are going to invite all the same people, the people who said yes, the people who said no, the people who didn't answer because a couple of things, when they see it's you, they may be way more interested in participating. When you reach out to them and say, Hey, I'm so excited. I just started this new business and I would love it if you would come to support me because I need people I feel comfortable in front of. Who's going to say no to that, right? They're your family and friends and the most trusted people. So they're going to come and support you. And once they hear and see everything, they're going to say, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Also, don't forget to invite the people that just came to your party because they're receiving the orders. They have their samples. They have the things that they're going to, the testimonies and the experience to say, 
these products are amazing. Oh my gracious, she is right, right? Like she's not just saying stuff that's not, that's crazy, right? This is amazing product. So that's going to make a huge difference. Um, and you're going to practice. You're going to do the post. You're going to do the live. I'm going to be there to support you, of course. And we're going to communicate the whole way through. Um, but afterwards, you're going to convert this into your VIP group. And all that means is changing the name. That way you have your friends, your family, your posts, your videos, all the information. It's right there. And you can just start filtering in your new customers from these upcoming host parties um, right away because you already have the foundation laid out. And that, I think, has just really, really made a huge difference for new consultants feeling like they have the basics, they have the confidence, and they have the ability to like start their business. Well, you've given them the confidence, you know, and I love that. You've also modeled for them. So you've shown them, you know, like here, you're going to do this party with me and then you're going to do this party on your own. So they feel confident. They're starting to see, you know, the success of it. And when they're doing it in front of their family and friends, and I love your verbiage too, uh, that's going to help them realize I can do this, you know, because it is pretty easy when, you know, when it's, I want to practice with uh, my family and friends, people are very gracious when they know you're starting a new business and they want to help you. And then just converting that into your VIP group. So they're up and running and now they have gone through the process and they have all the steps. And so really it's a great way to onboard the people that have turned from either guest into host into consultant. Okay, so I think that that is the end of part one. And I know you're thinking, wait a minute, I wanna hear the rest of the story. And so we are gonna continue with part two where Megan is going to talk about how you take now your new consultant and help them see themselves as a team builder right from the very beginning and then how they feel success in onboarding the people that they bring on. So it's really just a three-part process. You know, it's like what you do to team build and convert, you know, or help your hosts make that decision to start. And then where you go from there is helping them to team build and then helping to onboard. And really you're just gonna rinse, repeat that process um, with everybody that you're bringing on. I, um, I so appreciate your sharing, Megan. I love the way that you're team building. You're obviously having success. And so for an action item, everybody, I want you to find and think about it. This can be a another consultant that you know, if you don't have an upcoming party right away, uh, it could be just somebody on your team. It could be a casual friend and try the two things activity. And especially in your team building conversations going forward, but really like try it on today. It's really fun. You might find out things about people that you never knew. Like who knew that Megan had a Mountain Dew obsession. And I remember at leadership conference, how many, how many Mountain Dews did people give you, Megan? I got eight. <laughs> so 
people remember that she had a Mountain Dew obsession. And I can tell you that my wind-up toy collection has totally expanded <laughs> since I've told people that. And now they count on me for like races and games with wind-up toys. So it's really fun. Anyway, thank you, Megan. So you. excited for everybody to listen in to part two. So stay tuned. And until the next time.